Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Hapasit would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. Father, we thank you so much for your word. We thank you, Lord, that we can partake the word of God. Feed upon your word. So that we may grow spiritually to become more like Christ. Lord, we don't want to be baby Christians forever. We want to grow. We want to learn more about the truth of the kingdom. And Lord, help us by your Holy Spirit that we will not be just hearers of the word, but we will be doers of the word of God. We thank you, Father, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. The last few times I was talking about the shepherd. And we learned that God is our shepherd and we are his sheep. Do you know that sheep cannot protect themselves? Do you know that if the wolf or the lions and tiger come against the sheep, the sheep cannot protect themselves? So God wants to protect us. God wants to take care of us. And that's why he is our shepherd. And he appoints shepherds in the local churches to look after the members or the sheep of God. That's why Jesus said in John chapter 21, verse 16, to Peter. And this scripture is not only for Peter, but for every mature Christian who understands the heart of God, that God wants to use us to grow up. We need to grow up and become a shepherd to look after other people. John chapter 21, verse 16, say, again Jesus said, Simon, son of John, you can change to your name. Not only Simon, but your name. Do you truly love me? He answered, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said, How do we show love to Jesus? Take care of my sheep. One way to show love to Jesus is to take care of his sheep. Another way is to obey his commands. How can you tell that a believer loves Jesus so much? Very easy. Does he obey the command of God? Two, does he care about other people and help to take care of other people in the church or not? This is the way to see the manifestation of the love for Jesus Christ. Amen? Last time we learned about the story of Jesus Christ from the book of Mark chapter 6. That Jesus is a good shepherd. And we learned about two principles. And I will continue today about the life of Jesus Christ Jesus is a good shepherd. Let me review a little bit. In Mark chapter 6, 30 to 31, the Bible says, The apostles gathered around Jesus and reported to him all they had done and taught. Then because so many people were coming and going that they did not even have a chance to eat, he said to them, Come with me by yourselves to a quiet place and get some rest. You can see here that Jesus noticed that the disciples were working so hard, serving the Lord, without having a time to rest or eat. And he showed a concern. The good shepherd, the Lord Jesus Christ, is very concerned about his people's well-being. That's what we learned last time. You can have confidence that your shepherd, the Lord Jesus Christ, the chief shepherd of your soul, really cares for your well-being. He cares whether you, whether you have enough money to use or not. He cares about your health. He cares whether you have enough rest or not. 
He's a good shepherd. He's not a taskmaster. Try to whip you, to cause you to be down and depressed and sick. He is a good shepherd. That's what we learned last time. Let's continue the second principle we learned last time. Verses 32 to 34. So they went away by themselves. I mean the disciple and Jesus went away by themselves in a boat to a solitary place. But many who saw them living recognized them and ran on foot from all towns and got there ahead of them. When Jesus landed and saw a large crowd, he had compassion on them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. So he began teaching them many things. The second principle we learn from this scripture is Jesus had compassion on his sheep. The church of God is a place of love and compassion. The head of the church, Jesus Christ, had compassion on his people. You know, I can witness this with my own life. When I lay hand on those 1,000 people, the Holy Spirit was upon me all the time. The anointing was upon my body. When I look at every single face in that meeting, I felt the compassion. I felt the Lord was speaking to me. I don't want them to be in bondage. I want them to have victory. I want them to be strong Christian. I want them to come out from poverty and sickness and disease and the demonic power. I love them so much. I if you can videotape me while I was laying on a hand in Thailand, you can see the compassion of God through my eyes because of the spirit of the good shepherd, the spirit of God, of Jesus Christ was upon me. And he manifests himself through me, the compassion of God. How can you tell a person is filled with the Holy Spirit? Definitely the first time was speaking in tongue. But after that, how do you know a person is filled with the Holy Spirit? It's not like you yell and you act religious but you are full of compassion. If you are filled with the Holy Spirit, you are full of compassion of the shepherd or the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? The Lord said in Jeremiah chapter 3, verse 15, Then I will give you shepherds after my own heart who will lead you with knowledge and understanding. In other words, every Christian in the eyes of God needs a shepherd. We should not be floating Church shopping Christian, we should know the name of our shepherd, who we give accountable to, who can correct us if we do something wrong. God wants to protect us. God wants to teach us. So he's going to put a shepherd over a flock, over people's lives, so that shepherd can take care of them. Amen? I don't believe in church shopping. I don't believe in being floating around and have no commitment to a local church. We need to have a commitment to a local church so that we can have accountability. We can have teaching and training. And not only that, we can have spiritual covering. It's so important to have the right spiritual covering. One of the reasons I'm very careful about being a good husband, being a good father, living a holy life, not goofy, not cheating, not living sinful life, because I know that there is a special covering in the church. One time I have a chance to talk to a, a group of Christians in another country. And it's amazing that the chief pastor of that church committed adultery. And all the pastors under them, under this man, commit adultery. So the spiritual covering, if the top head committed sin, everyone get that spirit in the church. 
Amen. If the head of the church is money talker, everyone gonna talk about money because of the spiritual covering. I went to Thailand this time. A few people came to me and said that after I decided to change the covering to to you, I listened to this the same CD about the file of God five times. I never got it until I changed the covering. When I listened to that same CD again, it's like the light bulb turned on. I understand right away because the covering is changed to the person that really believe in the file of God. So then the chief all understand about the file of God. It's so important to have the right covering. I'm very picky about who will lead me, who will minister to me. I have good pastor around me, and those people are very godly people, good husband, good father, faithful, honest, love the word of God, love the Holy Spirit. All of my spiritual father in my life are those kind of people because I'm very careful of who is over my life as a shepherd. Amen? So that is the teaching from last time. Let's continue to read the scripture about the good shepherd, the Lord Jesus Christ. Mark chapter 6, verse 34, when Jesus landed and saw a large crowd, he had compassion on them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. So he began teaching them many things. Jesus, the good shepherd, cares for the sheep. And one of the ways he cares for the sheep is to teach the truth of God. Without teaching, people will be destroyed. The Bible says in the book of Hosea, chapter 4, verse 6, my people are destroyed because of the lack of knowledge. So if you don't know the scripture, you don't know the Bible, you can be destroyed by the enemy. The job of the shepherd is to teach. And your job as a sheep, I mean, we are the, I'm the sheep too. In fact, I listen to the teaching all the time. I feed myself all the time. Every single day. When I got into my car, I never have a daydream. I don't just drive the car, look at the car. I turn on the CD and listen to the teaching. I feed my spirit all the time because I don't want to be ignorant. We just finished teaching about ruling and reigning. That as Christians, we have the right to rule in life as kings. And we can command the wind and the mountain in our life to go away. How many millions of Christians in the world don't understand this fact, this truth? Because they lack the teaching. But when we educate the members, then they know how to rule and reign in this life. Without knowing that, without understanding the Bible, you will live a defeated life. So you cannot blame God. You need to do your homework to hear the word of God. Amen. And God wants to teach you through the shepherd. Everywhere Jesus went, he did not only perform miracles, but he taught the, the Bible. In Matthew chapter 5, verses 1 to 2, Now when he saw the crowds, he went up on a mountainside and sat down, and his disciples came to him. And he began to socialize and make jokes and have fun. Is that right? Is that what Jesus did? No. He began to teach them. Everyone say, teach. Thank God for the new technology now. We don't have tape anymore. We have MP3, CD, podcast, website that you can download. I just got a message from Germany. A group of people over there got our CD. And they say, we have only four CD of yours. We want more. I email back and say, you can come into our website, get into podcast, and then download all the teaching, and you can feed your spirit. Thank God for the technologies. 
Amen. So now that we can teach the whole world by sitting in one city, we record the teaching here and send into internet, and people can download teaching from the internet. Amen. So thank God for the ability to teach, and the shepherd need to teach the flock. Luke chapter five verse three. He got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and asked him to put out a little from the shore. Then he sat down and taught the people from the boat. Our good shepherd Jesus Christ wants us to grow spiritually, and we cannot grow without the Word of God. We need to know the Word of God. Amen. And not only that, he wants us to be blessed. The Bible says in Deuteronomy chapter 28, let me read to you. Deuteronomy 28. How can we be blessed? Let me read Joshua first. Joshua chapter 1, verses 7 and 8. Only be strong and very courageous, that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left hand, that you may prosper wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. How are we going to be prosperous and successful according to the scripture? We need to obey the law, obey the word of God. And how can we obey the word of God if we don't know the word of God? If we are ignorant, we don't know the word of God, then we just do whatever we want and we make a lot of mistakes and that's why our life is in trouble. That's why a lot of people are sick and poor and get into trouble because they don't know the word of God. That's why the teaching ministry that the Lord Jesus gave to the local church through the pastor and teachers is very important. It's to help you to know the law or the principle in the Bible. Then the fire of the Holy Spirit comes in to give you the grace, the power to be able to obey the law. And then you make your way successful and prosperous. Amen? Deuteronomy chapter 28 says the same thing. Now it shall come to pass, if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God, and to observe carefully all His commandments, which I command you today, that the Lord your God will set you high above all the nations of the earth. And all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you because you obey the voice of the Lord your God. Blessed shall you be in the city. And continue on to read the next 13 verses. How can we be blessed by God? We need to know the word and we need to obey the word. That's why everywhere Jesus went, he was teaching the word of God. Amen? Not only that, our Christian life is a life of faith. We cannot grow in faith without hearing the word of God. The Bible says in the book of Romans, faith comes by hearing and hearing of the word of God. How can you build your faith? You cannot build your faith by watching TV, by reading the worldly books. You need to read the Bible. Read it out loud. You can hear it. Listen to the good anointed teaching. And you keep hearing and hearing, you will be blessed by the Lord. Your faith will grow. I went to Chiang Mai this time. One of the persons showed up. I think she has, as I remember, ovarian cancer. She was in the terminal stage. She's going to die because of the ovarian cancer. It's very difficult to treat. And she got a hold of our CD about healing. 
I read the scripture all about the healing. She listened and listened many times until one day her faith rose up so high and she got totally healed from the ovarian cancer. Faith come by hearing and hearing of the word of God. Another lady in northeast of Thailand heard the word of God. She kept listening, listening. She was diagnosed as having AIDS. And after her faith rise up by listening to the word of God, her AIDS was healed. And now she's still healthy and strong. I saw her in this meeting as well. Not only that, she listened to the sermon called Ruling and Reigning. And her son was very naughty, very rude to her. She is a single mom, broken home. The son is maybe about 17 years old. Always disobey her, always give her a hard time. And one day she was crying in her house and said, I really get trouble with my son. And suddenly God spoke to her because she listened to the sermon. God reminded her of the teaching in the sermon that don't sit and cry and feel pity on yourself. You can rise up in your house because you are the king to rule and reign in your own house. You can command right now in the name of Jesus, that this problem is going to go away, this mountain. So right away, she stopped crying. This is a true story, she told me. She rise up and she pointed to the bedroom of her son, in the name of Jesus, I command demon to come out from my son, and my son is going to be a good boy. She command like that. You know, within five minutes, the son walked out from the room, hug her. This is unusual for Thai people to hug one another. Normally, Thai people don't hug. Hug her, kiss her, and say, Mom, I'm sorry that I was so mean to you. And now the son went to church with her every Sunday. Now he is in a worship team in the church. She has faith by hearing. And then she can spoke to the mountain and the mountain have to go. That's in the Bible. This is not my own idea. Mark chapter 11, verses 23 to 24. If you have faith and you speak to the mountain, the mountain have to go. Amen. How can you have that faith? You need to hear the word of God. Amen? Christians walk by faith. We don't walk by sight. If you don't hear the word, you don't get the good teaching. What happened? You're going to walk your life by what you see, how you feel. You're going to go by worldly concepts, what the TV say, what the newspaper say. Therefore, you need to really get into the word. Don't get in your car. And then just sit there and have a daydream. Get in your car, turn on the MP3, listen. Feed your spirit with the word so that you have faith, so that you know exactly what God wants you to do, so that you can deal with the situation in your life in the biblical way, not the worldly way. Teaching is important, and we need to have the right teaching in the church. Amen? And then you can stand firm, and the devil cannot knock you down. The Bible talks about people who build a house on the rock, are those who hear the word and practice the word. And when the wind comes, when the storm comes, when the rain falls down, that house will stand and never crash down. But if you are the people who don't know the word, you don't listen to the word of God, you don't care, you don't practice the word, when something bad happens, you will crash. The house will fall down. And you can choose yourself what kind of Christian you want to be. I choose to be a house on the rock. That nothing and nothing, nothing in this life can make me crash and fall down. Because I know the word of God. I know exactly what the word of God says. I know how to deal with the situation because I know the word of God. So I want to encourage you. We, our church give MP3 for free. We don't sell any products in here. 
because the Lord commanded me not to sell anything. Take advantage of it. We're going to put all the teaching in the website soon. All the teaching in the website. Hopefully soon we're going to have computer out there sitting and you can come in with the hard drive and then download. And listen to the word of God all the times. Amen. Matthew 28, 19-20. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them. This is the last commandments of Jesus Christ before he went up to heaven. He did not say, Build a church, have a show club. People come and have fun and relax and have a youth group that people come and have fun and play game and watch movies, watch games. Jesus did not say that. Jesus said, make disciples. People come to church need to be trained spiritually, strong in the Lord, and teach them to obey everything, not just obey a little bit, obey everything I have commanded you. Wow. Jesus really took serious about getting his people to know the word of God and to receive the right teaching. Very important. Amen. So I want to encourage you. Take advantage of our teachings. We have hundreds of teaching now. Demonology, unseen enemies, the file of God, how to pray, how to build a church, how to build your faith, being filled with the Holy Spirit, how to walk by faith, how to love one another. All these things is in the teaching already. So take advantage, listening, listening, listening. Get yourself into the Word of God. Some people in the third world country, they listen to one sermon seven times. They say that every time they listen to the same sermon, they get something new every time. God can speak to them. The teacher is not me. The teacher is the Holy Spirit. So every time you hear the Word of God, the Holy Spirit will say something to you and speak into your spirit and teach you something new. So you can grow up. You can become more and more like Christ every single day. You learn something new from the Lord. Amen? Let's look at another principle of the Good Shepherd. And I think I need to stop. Mark chapter 6, 35 to 37. By this time, it was late in the day. So his disciple came to him. This is a remote place. They said, and it's already very late. Send the people away so they can go to their surrounding countryside and villages. And buy themselves something to eat. But... Jesus answered, you give them something to eat. They said to him, that would take eight months of a man's wages. Are we to go and spend that much on bread and give it to them to eat? Jesus thought for many hours. Wow, if Jesus become a pastor in America, I think a lot of people will not go to his church. Because the church in America has only one hour service, or one and a half hour service. If you teach more than half an hour, people start to complain. But Jesus was teaching until the sunset. Wow. <laughs> he kept teaching, teaching, teaching until the sunset. And what happened? No food to eat. They don't have restaurant around there. They don't have McDonald's or some fast food restaurant in that area because it's a solitary place. And the disciple began to complain. Master, let them go as soon as possible. This is a lot of money to feed all these 10,000 people. Only The men, only 5,000. And how can you imagine the women and the children? At least 10,000 people. How are we going to feed them? They feel like a burden to take care of these people. But you notice the response of Jesus Christ. He did not take it as a burden. 
He said, "Let's take care of them. We can do it." So the heart of a good shepherd will never feel like a trouble or burden to help God's people. They will minister out of willingness, out of love. Amen. That's one of the reason when I go to Thailand, I lay hand on every single head because I want to minister to everyone that come to the meeting. People say, "Can you should we rent a room that fit two thousand?" I say, "No, just rent one thousand. That's enough. I cannot lay hand on two thousand people. It's too much <laughs> because it's very tiring to deal with all the demons. That's why we never make any public announcement in Thailand." Because I'm afraid that people are going to show up too much, too many people. I just want to make sure that people who come are hungry. That's it. I never feel like a burden to minister to these people, because of the spirit of a good shepherd, love them and care for them. If you are a good shepherd, you will not complain that you waste time, you waste your money, you have to spend time with people, you have to visit people. You feel joy. You feel. Rejoicing inside you to be able to minister to people, you love people, you carry people's burden with you, and know that God can take care of them supernaturally. In Galatians chapter six verse two, the Bible say, "Carry each other's burden, and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ." Amen. If you are a good shepherd in the church, you're willing to open your homes, you're willing to spend time with people. You're willing to listen to people's need, pray for them, pray with them, spend time with them. You don't mind to spend time with people. Amen. A good shepherd doesn't think that is a big burden to take care of God's sheep. Look at the spirit of the apostle Paul. First Thessalonians chapter two, verse eight. We love you so much. That we were delighted to share with you not only the gospel of God, but our life as well, because you had become so dear to us. Paul say, "I don't only really share the teaching and the gospel with you, but I share my life. I spend time with you. I want to talk to you. I want to visit you. That is the heart of good shepherd, loving people. When you have that kind of heart." You don't see their expression to you as a problem, but you see as a solution to help them. You don't feel burdensome, but you feel that this is the opportunity that the sheep of God will experience the grace and the power of God when you pray together. And then you can depend on the power of the Holy Spirit to help them. Amen. Many months ago. We have a family come in. They are in a north church now. This family came in. the The husband almost commits suicide, and very depressed, lost a job. He was sick. He threw up. He couldn't sleep. And every time he came, I and Pastor Da would spend time talking to him, encouraging him for one hour, two hours. He was really depressed and really want to commit suicide. And we just love him and give him the biblical principle and pray for him. And one day, I went to a, a party on I think Saturday morning. Suddenly, the Holy Spirit told me, "You go to visit them right now." 
This is the day of victory. So I took out from my way back to home to that house because they were very cl- the house was very close to the party house. So I knocked the door. He was in a p- pajama. Oh, why do you come here today, Pastor? I said, the Lord told me to come right now. I walked in, and he was so depressed. He felt that the house going to fall down. He knocked on the wall of the house. Oh, this house is in trouble. It was just so crazy. And suddenly the Lord told me, hug him and pray for him right now. I'm going to release him from this depression. So I hugged the man and prayed for him. In Jesus' name, I believe the Holy Spirit will minister to you and heal you. After that day, he was completely healed, become a new man, rejoicing, going to church, no more depression. If you meet him today, he will, like, it's a new man. By the power of the Holy Spirit. He went to see many doctors, and the doctors cannot help him. But the power of the Holy Spirit set the captive free. Amen? Just the right timing. You need to listen to the Holy Spirit and did it at the right timing. Amen. God's timing. So in conclusion today, number one, the good shepherd will be concerned about the well-being of his people. Number two, the good shepherd will not minister out of position, out of job, out of responsibility or job description or out of being hired by the church with salary. But the good shepherd will minister out of compassion, loving people. Three, we learn that the good shepherd also teach the sheep, making sure that the sheep will get the right teaching and grow in the knowledge of Christ. Four, we learn that the good shepherd will not minister out of job description, but with joy and love because he does not think that to minister to people is a burden or is a job to do, but willing to minister, willing to help people, willing to maybe give up lunchtime, give up certain things for the cheap. Amen? I want to see it in the end time like this. I believe we are closer to the end time. And we talk about revival. We're talking about the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Talking about people get set free. But if a lot of people come into the kingdom of God, we need to have a lot of good shepherds to take care of God's people. And I pray that you will be good shepherds in the church to have the spirit of the Lord Jesus Christ in you. That you will minister to people the same way Jesus ministered. In fact, if you know me very well, I'm not a very good speaker in front of public. I'm a very shy man. By nature, I'm a surgeon, so I'm not a good speaker. And to stand up on the stage and preach the gospel and get hundreds of people saved is really supernatural to me. And to see demons come out from people as a neurosurgeon is a supernatural thing to me. Because I was trained to be a neurosurgeon, not to cast out demons. Okay? I've trained to shave somebody's hair, cut the scalp off, not to cast out demons. But to see demons come out from people like that, I know it's the grace of God, not my own ability. And on the airplane, when I was flying back to Seattle, I was talking to God. Is it interesting that God used imperfect man, weak man like me, and not even go through any Bible school, 
but willing to be used by God. And I was able to do a lot of stuff for God in this generation. I was able to produce CD to bless so many people. And the Lord spoke to me. I'm not using angels. I'm using human. And if humans are willing to be used by me, I will anoint them and will use them to bless other people. What I try to say is, if you are willing and available, God will anoint you to help people to grow, to shepherd people. And I tell you, nothing is better than, I mean, we've been better than snorkeling at Hanama Bay, at the Waikiki Beach, is to be under the anointing of God and minister to people and help people to be set free and grow and get people saved. It's the most precious thing to do is to have God's spirit upon you and do the mighty work for God. Jesus said, the work that I do, you shall do also. And greater work than this, you shall do. John chapter 14, verse 12. For me, I want God to use me to shepherd people, to help people. I don't know about you. Are you going to live for yourself? Live for your own big home, nice car, nice house, nice yard? Or you say, God, use me to minister to people. I want to be a good shepherd like you. It's up to you. But I want to challenge you today. Let God use you. Amen? To take care of people. Maybe you take care of one person in the church. That's good. Better than nothing. You show love to Jesus by taking care of somebody else. Maybe some youth in the church. You minister to them. You take them, him out to food, to eat together, minister, teach something. You can do something for God. All of us can do something for God. Amen? So quiet. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Before I end the sermon, I would like to ask anyone in this room wants to have eternal life, have salvation, you want to be born again, you want to know God who created you, I want to say from the bottom of my heart as a scientist, as a neurosurgeon, that God is real. God is real. No question at all. Spiritual things are real. Amen? We are dealing with the physical, but the spiritual realms are real. And God that we are talking about here is the God who is holy, loving, righteous, and the God who can help us to come out from sin and bondages. How many people in this room never lie even one time? Raise your hand up. You never lie. How many people in this room never hate somebody else? Raise your hand up. I hate somebody too, myself. I lie too. So we all sin against God in our life. Is that right? I'm not a sinner anymore. I'm a righteousness of God now because I believe in Jesus. But all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And the Bible said that the wages of sin is death. That's why people are in trouble because of sin. And God gave us the gift, Jesus Christ, that he set us free from sin and bondage. And the Bible says if you want to come out from that sin and receive eternal life, we need to confess with our mouth and believe in our heart that Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior. And he was raised from the dead on the third day. I just want to give you the chance 
to make that decision. If you're not sure that you are born again, you're not sure you have relationship with Jesus. Maybe you have gone to church, but you're never born again. You never really confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus is your Lord. I want you to pray with me. Amen. How many people want to go to heaven? How many people want to be a child of God? Raise your hand up. A child of God. How many people want to be a child of monkey? Raise your hand up. I don't want to be a child of monkey. Look at the woman close to you. Are they monkey children? Look at the ladies around you. Are they from monkey? No, they're from God. They were created in the image of God. <laughs> I'm talking like a scientist, evolution issue. I'm not from monkey. My wife is not from monkey. She's beautiful. She's smart. She's loving. She's not from monkey. She's the child of God. Amen? Turn to each other and say, you are a child of God. Amen. <laughs> Thank you, Lord Jesus. If you never confess with your mouth that Jesus is your Lord, pray with me right now. Why don't you close your eyes and pray with me. Father in heaven, I admit, Lord, that I am a sinner. I ask you for forgiveness, Lord. You sent your son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross to pay for my sins. O oh Lord, I repent of my sin today and I want to follow you. Lord Jesus, you are my Lord and my Savior. Come into my life right now to be my God, to be my Lord. I will follow you all the days of my life. Thank you, Lord. From now on, I will read the Bible. I will go to church. I will serve you. Give me a new spirit, a new heart. In Jesus' mighty name. My name is recorded in the book of life. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Let's give hand to those who accepted Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. I'm going to release um, the people from the service, but let me explain something quickly before we release people from the service. Um, if you want me to pray for you, lay hand on you, I will pray for you and lay hand on you. I am sold out 100%, 1,000% for the Holy Spirit. But a few reasons. Number one, I came from Buddhism. And I saw many, many demonic spirits in my life before I became a Christian. I know the spiritual world is real. So if the church has come and do natural things without letting the Holy Spirit to move, God's people will not go anywhere because this is spiritual. Two, when Jesus was on earth here, he lay hand a lot. He blessed people. He lay hand a lot. So I want to follow the footsteps of Jesus Christ. According to the Bible, laying on a hand is the way to impart the blessing and the Spirit of God upon people. I noticed one thing. 
if the church doesn't allow children to experience the Holy Spirit, when they grow up to go to college and high school, they tend to backslide. But if they experience the power of the Holy Spirit, they tend to stay with God. And this is my observation as living in America for more than 20 years now. I talk to a lot of nurses, a lot of people around me in the hospital and patients. I notice many people left the church because they go to church for religion, for tradition, for ceremony, but they never experience God themselves. And that's why they backslid when they go to the university. All these young people, all the evolution teaching, all the friends in the school start to bombard them. And they say, what is the benefit to go to church? I just sit there one hour, listen to 15-minute sermon. I don't want that anymore. I'm going to go have fun in the world. But kids that have been touched by God, experience the power of God, they will stay firm, stand firm in the high school and college because they know God is real. Amen? So I want to make sure that our kids here are not backsliding when they grow up. I want to make sure they experience the power of God. Amen? We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.newhopeinternationalchurch.com. To them all gathered in your name, I live to you.